Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello, welcome Rebels. I'm so excited to have you guys back here with me on the Rebel Energy Podcast. And I wanted to give you guys a heads up that today's episode, we're going to be talking about loss and I'm going to be talking about miscarriage. So I want to put that out there if that is a trigger for anyone, although it's a hard topic, it's definitely one that I feel like I need to share with you guys. It was a huge part of, I guess, kind of where I got on this journey um, and how everything kind of played out. So I am very type A, if you guys cannot tell. I like to have a plan. And what's so funny, that the reason I can laugh about that now was in my 20s, nothing that I ever had planned out went as planned. For example, got pregnant at 22. It actually, it's so funny. We went out last night for my mom's birthday dinner and she had brought up, she's like, we were talking about when my brother was a baby and all that. And she's like, it's, you know, it's so funny because growing up, you're like, I never want to be a mom. And I did always say that. I'm like, I just want to live my life and, you know, do whatever I want, yada, yada, yada. And obviously that definitely changed. So as I got older, I was like, well, you know, when I'm 30, I'll revisit it. When I'm 30, I'll have my shit together. You know, I'll be making so much money. It's going to be great. And I'll just, you know, kind of take a look back and see where I'm at. And then I'll decide at 30 if I want to have kids. Well, at 22, got pregnant. So, but after that, I think too, with having a child, I was still in that mindset of, okay, everything needs to be perfect and and go as planned because now I have this baby that I'm, you know, taking care of and that I'm putting first. And I think too, because I was so young, I felt, and I say so young, but my mom had me when she was 19. My mom, you know, had three kids by the time I think she was like 23 or 24. So, but for me, right now, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was a baby when I had my son. But I just felt like I needed to prove something to everyone. Like, hey, I am a good mom. You know what I mean? So, that was kind of the mindset that I had. And so, you know, obviously once I had him, I was going to school, working three jobs, all that good stuff. And I really wanted my kids close together. And about the time that Kellen turned one, right? I think everyone, you know, I've heard this so many times when your first turns one, you're just like, oh my God, I just want to rewind the clock. Like, how are they growing up so fast? And so by the time he was one, I totally wanted another baby. But My now ex-husband was like, no, you know, you need to get your degree and, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, okay. So we waited and I got my degree in May. Oh my gosh. And you think about this, guys, May 2016. Okay. Gosh, it's been so long. Holy cow. It's been almost seven years. That's so crazy. Anyways, got my degree and I had it all mapped out. I had done my research. I'm like, okay. For my research, if you have one healthy kid, you know, it, it takes on average a couple that's healthy three months to get pregnant. So went off my birth control in May, um, you know, checked to see when I was ovulating, all that good stuff. And I had it down to the exact day. 
which I can't even remember now, but it was the end of August. And actually it was our friends, a really good couple friends of ours wedding night. And so I was like, okay, this is when it needs to happen. My whole thing was I did not want to be pregnant during the summer. Kellen was born in November. And even though I think I was like in my second trimester in the summer, I was miserable. I was like, nope, I'm totally going to skip the summer. So I had it all mapped out. I was like, if I get pregnant in August, like I had planned, the baby would be born in May, and then I wouldn't have to be huge and pregnant during the summer. Had it planned out to the day. So wouldn't you know it, I actually got pregnant on the day that I had planned, and I was so excited. Now, that was end of August. Now, my other good friend, guys, I was at the age, gosh, I would have been 25, 26, I think. And it was that age where everyone was getting married. Um, so another friend of mine had her bachelorette party in September. And so me and one of my old high school friends, we went to the bathroom stall. You know, I had to go to the bathroom and saw that I was spotting. And I hadn't told anyone that I was pregnant yet because I was only like five weeks at that point. And, but I did tell her because I was freaking out and she didn't have any kids of her own, but I'm like, is this normal? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure it's normal. You know, maybe it's like implantation bleeding or, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, I never had that with Kellen. So I was worried, but I felt fine. And so, and I was a DD that night. So obviously, and so I didn't worry about it too much. Well, as that upcoming week came, the bleeding got heavier over a couple of days and I had was starting to get some cramping and I was really panicking. So I don't remember how many days it was, but I called the doctor and honestly, guys, this is a blur to me. I mean, gosh, it was six and a half years ago now, but it was a really, really hard time. Um, obviously, found out I was actually miscarrying and I was in denial and... I was on the internet all the time searching of like, okay, is there any way to save this baby, anything? Because I had wanted a baby for years, right? Kellen was three at this point. And, you know, it's it just one of those things where I was like, you know, when I get my degree and all of that, it'll just all come together and I'll finally get to have my my next baby and and all of that. And it was really, really hard. So and then of course you have to keep going in and you have to keep going in and making sure your it was, I think it's like HCG or HGC levels, your hormone levels are going down, all of that. And every time I would go in and my, my levels would go down. Oh God, it was just, it was so hard. And I remember taking a bath and getting out of the bath and going to put my underwear on and I felt something weird. And so I look and it was the embryo that had come out and seeing that was probably one of the hardest moments of my life. And I know a lot of women go through like multiple miscarriages and, you know, even further along. And so I'm like, you know, now I'm glad that if that had to happen, it happened earlier when I didn't hear the heartbeat, when I didn't get to see the ultrasound, all of that. Because I, even though I was six, seven weeks at this point, it was really, really difficult to go through that. And 
Ugh, I just remember laying in bed. And this may sound really bad, but when plans don't go my way, <laughs> at least when I was younger, I would just get so angry. And I remember praying to God, just saying, God, please, if you just save this baby, I'll do anything that you want. You know, even before I actually knew I was miscarrying, when I was spotting in things, I was like, I will do anything. Just please, like, don't let this happen. And I just remember being so angry and so, ugh, just so pissed off of why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? And I think, too, for mothers, we all, obviously, we all have this need to protect our children. And it was really hard that my body was doing this and I wasn't in control. I wasn't able to save my baby or protect my baby. And I know a lot of people have different views and thoughts. I've got friends that have had an early miscarriage and, you know, they're, they're obviously sad, but they, they get over very quickly. And that was not the case with me. Um, I was just very angry. Like, okay, I had this all planned out to the day. It happened. And now this other bad thing that I didn't plan to happen is happening. And so after that, oh my gosh, I think I gained 15 pounds. I was emotionally eating 100%. It was almost like I was punishing my body for what it had done. And I just, I didn't care. I, I was just basically eating my, my emotions. And, you know, my, my ex-husband, I remember him saying like, well, when are you going to get over it? When are you going to get over this? And I think he said that a week after it had happened. And I immediately just felt the shame of like, am I being overdramatic about this loss? Like, it was only six weeks. And so that's kind of when it started of like, oh my gosh. It just added to like the shame and guilt that I already had of, you know, this bad thing happened to me. And then here I am still crying and upset about it a week later, which I know, guys, it's such bullshit. Like who says that to somebody? But at the time, it just added to my pain. And so I quit showing emotions about it, really, as much as I could and, and just quit talking about it. Oh, God, it really sucked. So that was end of September. And, you know, my doctor was like, when you're ready, you can start trying again. I don't obviously regret anything, but the, my mind, right? You guys know me. I'm just like, all right, like, let's, I, like, I was just so pissed. I was like, I want a freaking baby right now. Like, it's happening, right? And so I got pregnant again, beginning of December. And so I'd started my first, you know, I call it my first big girl corporate job after my, you know, getting my degree. Two weeks prior, and I remember calling in sick my second Friday <laughs> after starting that job because I thought I had the flu. I took a pregnancy test. So it was negative, but took one again. Um, that was a Friday. So I was like, okay, you know, it's December. Probably got the flu. No, that Monday I took another one and I was pregnant. This pregnancy, it sucked. It really did. I was absolutely miserable. And looking back, I know I was so miserable because I don't think I was emotionally ready. And obviously, I don't regret any of it because then I wouldn't have my Cooper, which again, right, like the silver lining 
having the miscarriages, I would have Cooper. And obviously, right, we can't ever imagine our lives without our children. So I think it worked out the way that it was supposed to. But that depression that I had, I was depressed. And I didn't even realize it. I was angry at God and I didn't even realize it. I was just so angry. And so being pregnant and just feeling off and miserable, which I was not like that with Kellen and as bad as it sounds, right? Because after having a miscarriage, I should be grateful. But I just remember hating being pregnant that time around. I just, I just did not feel good. Remember, I gained 15 pounds really quickly after the miscarriage. So then I was carrying that extra weight. I didn't feel good about myself. Oh, it just really sucked. But one thing that really did help me as well too was I actually remember a little bit ago I said, you know, I kind of just started to keep things to myself there before I got pregnant. And the thing with being pregnant with Cooper, I I don't know really what changed or what flipped, but I started to share my story more and more. Like if I saw something about miscarriages or anything like that, I would go and, and talk about it and share it and all of that. And I felt like some of my friends thought it was weird. But you guys have to remember, okay, and this is also called rebel energy. A lot of the people that I surrounded myself with then cared a lot, a lot about what people thought about them. They cared a lot about their image. And, you know, just I guess in my circle, it was more of like you just keep those things private. And that's not me at all. And so even though I kind of got those vibes from my friends and ex-husband and all that I just continued to share because that's what made me feel better and actually by sharing and posting there were so many women that I knew that commented on my post and they were like thank you so much for sharing this it makes me not feel alone there were so many women that I knew that had miscarriages and I had no idea about it at all they never talked about it and I just was like wow why don't we talk about this I don't know if you guys are Desperate Housewives fans. I love Desperate Housewives. I watch it like at least once a year. It's ridiculous. But I think it's like in the first season, uh, Felicity Huffman's character, Lynette, where she basically has a mental breakdown with like, she's got four kids, guys, like under like four or five. Crazy, right? And she has a mental breakdown and she's, you know, about like how she felt like a failure as a mom and Brie and Susan were like, no, like we all felt that way. And they're sharing their stories about struggling with motherhood. And Lynette was like, why don't we ever talk about it? Like, why don't we ever talk about this? And I remember after my miscarriage watching it, you know, for my yearly viewing and being like, wow, why don't we talk about this? I don't know if you guys even know this. I didn't know it until I actually miscarried. One in four people will miscarry. How crazy is that? And again, maybe it's because, you know, some women just, if it's early on, they're able to move on. But there's a big chunk of us out there where we don't forget. We still feel that. And I would honestly say until Cooper was actually maybe two or three, to be honest, where I could get to the point about talking about it without crying. You guys probably could tell I was totally tearing up during this episode talking about it and rehashing it. But I think it's been long enough now where I can do that. But at the time, gosh, if I even heard about another woman miscarrying or would see a post or anything, I would cry. I remember actually with Cooper, 
he was born in August. And so the baby that I miscarried, their due date would have been in May. I think it was like May 24th, if I remember correctly. And I remember on that day that, you know, would have been the due date just bawling. And again, feeling guilt for being upset about that loss while I was carrying another healthy child. But again, what really helped me was just getting out there, you know, just sharing and posting on Facebook. You guys know how like vulnerable I am with you guys like sharing this and like my Facebook posts and things like that. I'm very, very transparent. There's not a whole lot that you guys probably do not know about me because I, it just, that's just how I am. Um, even my best friend since I was eight years old will tell you, Jade needs to talk things out. I'm a talker. I need to process and talk through things with people. And so for me, you know, because I didn't have any friends that had gone through that at that time, for me, it was just, you know, posting and sharing and, you know, talking about it with other women, you know, in Facebook groups and things that went through the same thing as me. And so what this lesson, the lesson I want you guys to take away from this is God does not make mistakes. Even though we may not understand why, right? Even with deaths and losses, big losses, God does not make mistakes mistakes. You may not understand why you're going through something and someone else isn't or why bad things, you know, maybe are happening to you right now in this hard season of life that you're going through, but it's because he has a bigger vision for you. Now, I don't know why I miscarried. I do know I wouldn't obviously have Cooper. <laughs> and again, Cooper is a freaking character. I cannot imagine our family without him or anything like that. And so what I learned through that is that God has a bigger plan. Cooper was born 2017. Now let's fast forward to, you guys know, September of 2019 when I literally had, oh gosh, one of the worst moments and breakdowns of my life, right? Of like feeling like a failure with my VA business and not knowing what to do and not getting any, you know, ideal clients that would pay me and, you know, struggling with money and finances and debt. And now looking back, I'm like, God, I had to go through that. Like that makes sense to me because I wouldn't have this success where I am now. And so even though you may not always understand, or maybe it's years later, maybe it's decades later before you see the bigger picture, you're going through what you're going through right now for a specific reason. Now, the other lesson that I took away from this, that <laughs> not everything in life will go as planned. I know, shocker. But but honestly, even though I was 25, 26, I, it was a really hard lesson that I needed to learn is like, I'm not always going to get my way. Things aren't always going to work out the way that we want. And you know, again, now, after being divorced, I don't think I would have handled that as well as I did if I wouldn't remember that it's life. Life is not going to be picture perfect. You can have goals and you can reach those goals, but the path that you're going to have to travel to get to those goals is not always going to look like what we want. You guys know I had it planned out like months in advance. I had the day pinpointed it. It all happened and then it was all taken away. And so I think I needed to learn that lesson on how to 
be resilient. Because now, even as a business owner, there's so many things that have happened that I would not know how to handle, that I, you know, I haven't understood. And I'm able to roll with the punches a lot better because I went through that. And I, I go into different opportunities of, okay, we're going to go and try it this way. But in the back of my mind, I know it may not play out the exact way that I want it to. Even with my goals, you guys. I used to get so upset, set a big goal, and then I wouldn't hit it. I wouldn't hit it at that time. But every goal I've set for myself, I've actually achieved it. It doesn't always happen when I want it to, but it does happen. You guys know I had a six-figure year in 2020. 2021, I wanted to make 250. 250,000, that was my goal. I did not reach it that year. I actually made about $10,000 less than I did in 2020, right? But I didn't give up. I didn't throw, I'm like, okay, you know. I gave myself some grace. I went through a divorce. I basically had to start my coaching business over because I wasn't showing up when I was going through my divorce. And guess what? Then the next year, we totally surpassed 250,000. We quadrupled and made, you know, over 400,000 in cash and over half a million in contracts, like contracted out. So did I reach my goal of 250? No, but I stuck with it. I kept going and I did eventually even surpass my goal. So I want you guys to remember that and not even in business, but anything that happens in life, there is a bigger plan that we just don't see clearly yet. So I hope this episode helped you guys and I hope it will help you in the future with not only business, but in life in general. So I will see you guys in the next episode of Rebel Energy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.